that's about to happen right now. It's 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 really, really, truly going to be a great, I'm not talking good episode. I'm talking great episode. It's probably going to be the last episode in a little while. I'm Fred Katz, by the way, the same guy who always hosts this damn podcast. And uh, I also cover the Wizards for The Athletic. And on the line, a guy who I've been waiting to talk to for so long is Tony Jones. Covers the jazz for the athletic. Tony. Hey, Fred. Hey, Tony. Wait, that's not Tony. I was trying to. That was the best Tony Jones I could do. I can't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to mimic his voice. So here's the deal. Go Knicks. And <laughs> that's Brett Dawson who covers the Thunder from the Athletic. I, I, if any of you guys know Tony Jones, the the esteemed, the esteemed jazz beat writer for the Athletic, and who has covered the Jazz for years, who does a wonderful job covering the Athletic and not a wonderful job being reliable as a podcast guest, I, I would like you to go on social media and, and let Tony know that I, I opened this podcast by slandering him. To be clear, Tony was supposed to be on this episode. We had the, we had the time set out and everything. And not only did he forget but he forgot in the most epic way possible, where he was he, he was not home, uh, he was not near internet, he did not have his computer, he did not have Skype downloaded onto his phone. When I finally got him to download Skype, he then couldn't figure out what his Skype username was. And so now Brett is here. Brett, I'm so excited that I can make you feel so, so wanted. It's fine. I'm not. I don't think anybody like I do a podcast. I don't think they really want me on that one. So I'm not. It's, I'm used to not being wanted on podcasts. But I will say, I also would like people to go at Tony Jones, and that is at T Jones on the NBA on Twitter. <laughs> just just for sport. Yeah. Yes. He's look. He's used to it. He got into a whole Kobe Shack thing this week. You guys, there's nothing your listeners could do that would that would compare. He, I laughed out loud when he spent the entire day fighting Kobe fans on Twitter and then at the end of the day tweeted, oh, my God, I just looked down and realized that I've been fighting Kobe fans on Twitter for 15, 15 straight hours. hours. <laughs> 15 hours? Tony has a family. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What was he doing? I don't know. <laughs> he was – Fighting. Fighting the good fight. You know what? I agree with Tony. He's right about Kobe, who is a great player. But, like, what Tony said about him is right. Prime Shaq. From 2000 to 2002, Shaq was better than Kobe. Period. It's fine. It doesn't mean Kobe was bad. He was great. Just Shaq was better. He was great. Shaq was the best player in the world. Yes. Shaq averaged... What what did he average in the O two finals against the Nets? Thirty six and fifteen, or what, it was something absolutely obscene. Where it was like the the New Jersey Nets and Kenyon Martin could not have less of a chance against this ginormous human being. He was just so unbelievably unstoppable. There is no comparable. There was no comparable to him. Honestly, so Shaq got a lot of grief last year because he was in the last year or the year before when somebody asked him which player reminds him the most of him, and he said Giannis. 
and people thought it was ridiculous. But I totally get it's, what he meant. It's weirdly not ridiculous. It's actually it's, like pretty a pretty good like I get it. I totally yeah, get what he means. Because Giannis is a is a bigger and more athletic force than anybody else in a game that he's built to dominate. Like right. a style of game now. And like like I'm not that's not to take away from LeBron. I'm just saying at this age, obviously LeBron is LeBron has probably been the closest thing to Shaq in a lot of ways. But like the way the game is played, guys like LeBron and Giannis are just physically and athletically so much more advanced than the other guys they're playing against. And that was Shaq, just in a different style of game. Yeah, and I mean I think people be, when people hear Shaq and they think like great Shaq, they think of like the Shaq that we were talking about, two thousand to two thousand two. They think of Lakers Shaq. Right, like 96 to 04 when he was with the Lakers. That's the Shaq people think of. But like Orlando Shaq? He's incredible. I mean, he was an incredible player. Not just just incredible, but like. But like athletically. Footed. Yeah. Athletically different from anybody. Could run the floor. Like, I mean, like even with the Lakers, you'd see those moments where Shaq would get out on the break and he'd just keep the ball. Like he did that occasionally. And he might make a great pass or he might take it to the rim. But like in Orlando, that was. I don't want to say common. It's not like he's, you know, he was a center. He wasn't doing that all the time. But he could do that and get up the floor so fast and finish or dish and transition. He was just a different kind of guy. I mean, he's that version of Shaq with the Lakers is still a great, dominant, incredible player. But that guy's like 60 pounds heavier than the guy that played in Orlando. Right. Also, like, I'm convinced that if Shaq were born 20 years later, that he would have. Like, he he was so skilled back then, yeah. but that was a time when centers weren't bringing the ball up. That was a time right. when centers weren't ever leading the break. Like, he would have led the break a lot. He would have evolved differently. He would have been way more skilled. He probably would have been a five-assist-a-game center. You yeah, know, like, he would have been yes. a different kind of guy, and he would have been leading breaks and all that, and he would have been doing it at seven foot one. Like, the dude is just unmatched from anything, at least from my lifetime. Right, because if you think about if he never got as heavy as he got in L.A., and maybe there's a question about like whether Shaq could have prevented himself from getting that heavy, but if he were playing the way you play now, I think he probably would have not not put on as much weight. I think he probably would have stayed a more athletic, uh, more versatile kind of guy. Yeah, so, so, uh, so quickly, this is going to be – I'm taking a hiatus after this. The sh- I say the show is taking a hiatus. Well, sabbatical? I'm, you going to go work on your novel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm writing a, I'm writing a mystery novel. It's going to be about a, uh, a sheriff in the Old West who's trying to, trying to track down a laudanum dealer. It's going to be a sh- real hit. Sh- sheriff Howard Dwight. Howard Dwight. Yeah, exactly. I love, by the way, how Shaq and Kobe can make up feuding by by just, just dumping, dumping on just dumping on Dwight. Yeah, it's 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 great because Kobe's a bully and Shaq is a bully, and the only way that they can make up is in is just to bully Dwight because that's that's the one guy who they they mutually bully. Yeah, it's like that. You ever take like a, a road trip in college or something where you have like the the one person who's kind of the enemy on the road trip. It's like the one person. It's like ah, oh, we can all just sort of bag on them. It kind of unites everybody. So you've been together for five or six days, and it's like oh, let's just let's just say some more stuff about Kenny. 
Um, yes, but so I am. I'm on vacation for two weeks. So I guess it's possible. I I, I texted a couple people and I asked them if they had any interest in in guest hosting while I was gone to appease the listeners. I haven't heard back from them, so I don't know if there is going to be an episode in the next two weeks. If there is, it's not going to be me hosting. Uh, I'm sure it will be much improved for those two weeks if there are guest hosts, but we'll uh, we'll see. You'll know if an episode pops up on your podcast player. You'll know that there's a guest host there, but uh, this is going to be my last time hosting for uh, for a couple of weeks. I'm going to be away and not thinking about basketball and and very happily, I should say, not thinking about basketball. One thing I did want to discuss today with you before I head away is that over the next two weeks is going to be the FIBA World Cup. It what? is. That's a thing that's happening. That's a FIBA thing. World Cup. It is a thing that's happening. I talked about it a I'm, little bit. I talked about Mo Wagner and now Isaac Vanga not being on the German team in my last episode because that's that's what point of the summer we're at. And that's where the Wizards are right now. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is, right? Dennis Schroeder is on the German team. Dennis Schroeder is on the German team. They they were short on umlauts, so they needed yeah. them. Yeah. They have a they have a quota. <laughs> a quota. quota. No, no. <laughs> yeah, a quota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give, me, give me something that – because we spent so much time in, in planning for this, and uh, this wasn't at all the case <laughs> of – of Tony uh, bailing on me, and then me calling you up and being like, "Hey, you got you got a little bit of time on a on yeah. a Friday I was gonna say before we, Labor Day weekend." What you should have said in that vacation spiel is that you actually have Tony Jones, who's agreed to be the guest host for the next two weeks, which also means that there might or might not be episodes. Yeah, <laughs> the good news is that there is like Vegas is setting the odds at plus one fifty that. Tony remembers his Skype name at some point in the next two weeks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I have uh, – so as, a, as the Thunder beat writer, I will um, – you know, Germany, Dennis Schroeder. Steven Adams is not playing for New Zealand. Uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander is not playing for Canada. The, the thing about this World Cup is my interest level in it is not super high. It's probably like marginally higher than most of the star players in the NBA who seem to have no interest at all in it. Um, so I, the most interesting thing about it is who's not playing, unfortunately. I know, and it's kind of like that everywhere. I I really think yeah. I really think that they messed up making the World Cup, and I don't remember if I made this point in the last podcast, but I really think they messed up making the World Cup and uh, and the Olympics in back to back years. Yeah, it's a terrible. It's it just because there's. For those guys who make playoff runs or whatever, this is a it's a tough thing to do to play in the summer like this. And if you're going to choose one, there's just no question which direction these guys are going to choose. And some of those guys might not play in the Olympics either. But I think you're going to have a lot different interest level in the Olympics. But asking those guys to do it two summers in a row, it's just you know if you're thinking about a guy who who puts a lot of wear and tear on their body during the season, I mean think about how many guys had some kind of cleanup surgery for one thing. Uh, this offseason. Some of those guys obviously were not going to be in the mix as a result of that. But also just if you make any kind of playoff run and you go do this again, then you make the playoffs again and you have any kind of postseason, even if you don't, the season is such a grind. And then just to come back and do the Olympics again, it's it that's just I, I just it's going to be very hard to convince, especially a veteran guy. Now, if you got Donovan Mitchell's playing this summer, you ask Donovan Mitchell to come back and do the Olympics. Sure. I'm sure he'd be excited to do it. Um, but if you want to get, you know, 
whoever, you know, like if you want Steph Curry to play, you know, that, that might be a guy who would make a bid on the Olympics, but not, he's not doing this two summers in a row. Is there anybody on Team USA who you look at and think, like, that's the dude who is – because every time there is a Team USA experience, there's always some young guy who jumps out of Team USA and makes the leap. Yeah. My uh, my guy's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's the most logical guy. Um, that's prob- – I mean, who else is even a candidate for that? Cause Jason I mean, Tatum. The guy, Jason Tatum's yeah, that, definitely yeah. a candidate. The guy who I was really thinking – that about and I I agree that that seems to happen and I really thought it was going to be Fox um because it looked for a while like De'Aaron Fox was going to stay in and then he dropped out pretty late and I thought like he was the guy who had a chance to kind of because he hasn't made the playoffs um you know maybe kind of um playing in a different sort of environment I think Anthony Davis did this before he ever made the playoffs he had kind of that year that summer remember how good he was that it was like him and Durant Mm -hmm. and Davis was like incredible um, and so I kind of thought Fox might be that guy, you know, the guy who hasn't been in the playoffs. Maybe a lot of people don't know just quite how good he really is. And then he gets on this stage, and obviously the World Cup is not a huge stage, but it's August. If you're watching basketball, it's the only outlet for you. And so, like, I thought he might be that guy until he backed out. And so, yeah, Mitchell is the most logical one to me, although Tatum Tatum is in a fascinating place, right, because he's a guy who – for a year, everybody talked about his greatness, his future greatness, and then for a year, everybody's kind of talked about whether that was jumping the gun a little. I'm a really big Jason Tatum fan. Same. I I know I just said Donovan Mitchell off the bat. I'm kind of changing it. I'm changing. I'm changing it in the middle because I'm going to make things interesting because this is because this is a winging it podcast and I'm winging it in my answers. Um, I think Mitchell's kind of an easy answer. I, Mitchell was so good in the last two months of last year that I feel like like Team USA is going to help him. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to make All-NBA in his career. He received votes last year. I think he'll be really, really, really good and consistently really good, especially if he improves as a facilitator. You know who my guy is? I think the guy who it's really going to help the most is going to be Jalen Brown. Interesting. I He looked like he was on such an unbelievable trajectory two years ago. Tatum was not as good as everybody hoped last year, but I didn't think he took that much of a step back. Uh, his shot selection was a little different. His shooting wasn't quite as good. But I don't think anybody expected Jason Tatum to be a guy who shot 42% every single year from three for his entire career. Like right. He was still a 37 38% three-point guy. His shot distribution was not as uh, was not as much as what you would want to see from a guy like Tatum. Fixable thing, young player. I think we saw what Tatum did in the playoffs, and we thought, okay, so rookie year was that was his first season. Postseason was his second season, and his second year is now his third season, a chance to make another step, right? And that's kind of what the narrative was around Tatum. And he was kind of just like the same guy that he was during his rookie regular season. And he's so young that that's okay. Like, I'm not concerned about Tatum, and I think it'll help him. Jalen Brown took a step back last year. Like, he was, like, really, yeah. really not good. He lost his shot. He, he seemed to lose his confidence, especially in the early part of the year. And, and he was better in the second half of the season. But the Celtics were so weird last year. And Brown is a guy who, like, 
And he was getting, like, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard comparisons. Like, there was yeah. talk of, like, should they trade Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard, right? And then people were saying, no, you don't trade Jalen Brown on a rookie deal for Kawhi Leonard. And these are people who love Kawhi Leonard as much as anybody else would love Kawhi Leonard. That's how highly people thought of Jalen Brown as just, like, a two-way guy who's going to defend multiple positions and shoot threes and can handle and score and all these sorts of different things. And I feel like Brown, like he's still 22 years old, being in this sort of culture, being around this sort of competition, I feel like it can really help him. The fact that there are three other Celtics, and they're like good influence Celtics, like Kemba Walker is a good influence Celtic, and Marcus Smart is a good influence Celtic. The fact that he's there with those other guys, like that's going to help him. That's going to help them build chemistry with a guy like Kemba Walker. I feel like he's a guy who could come out this year and we're like, oh, whoa, we kind of all forgot about how good Jalen Brown was going to be. Yeah, that's I, that's definitely possible. I mean, he's he's definitely one of those guys who, because of the way he defends, um, if he just kind of gets back to some semblance of what he was. And look, there's there's so much weirdness with that team last year. There was just such an odd thing. I think it's easy to write that year off if a guy comes back and, you know, gets back on the trajectory he was on the year before, it's very easy to say that year was the fluke and not the year before because that, that Boston team was just so weird. They just didn't show up. It, yeah. was, a, it, was, a, it was a Tony Jones-like performance. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. You know who I'm interested in? There's only so many guys, actually, now that we've gone through those kind of guys, like you go through, you look at Mitchell and you look at – um, Brown, and you talk about Tatum. There aren't that many other guys who are that interesting because, like, a lot of these guys, we know who they are. You know, they're just – they've been around long enough that we're not going to see a whole lot of stuff that happens. It's like, no, Harrison Barnes isn't going to do anything that makes us go, oh, wow, you know? Like, what a – that's interesting, Harrison Barnes. But Miles Turner is a guy who could – like, he's a guy who could, you know, he, he could be fun and he could show a little something and make make a – like, maybe kind of like a precursor to another jump. He's gotten better every single year. There can't be that many guys who have done what he's done on the perimeter because he's shot more threes every year and he shot a better percentage every year since he's come into the league. And that happens sometimes, but like a steady increase, no drop off. Um, just gotten a little bit better. His attempts have gone up and his percentage has gone up. And like Indiana's got a decision to make, obviously, with him and Sabonis. And so like it just he, I think he's a guy who's like a, a fun kind of preview guy to look at him and see where he is right now. He was great last year. Yeah. He got so much better. Uh, I did not – have him on my ballot for most improved last year, but the ballot only went three deep, and I went with uh, what did I do? I went with Siakam. I'm the only person who voted for Danilo Gallinari, and I stand by it. I went with Siakam, Danilo Gallinari, and D'Angelo Russell as my three. If there was a fourth spot for most improved, I think I, I think I would have put Miles Turner at number four. He was so yeah. much better defensively. God, yeah. he had such a great defensive year. He just got really, really good. He turned into what everybody thought he had the ability to become last year. I don't know what Indiana's going to do with him and Sabonis both at center. But uh, yeah, do something. But Turner, Turner, like I, also really young, twenty-three years old, like getting better still. Yeah, still older than Devin one. Booker. Still Devin older Bo than Devin Booker, but doesn't Devin get double classic. as much. I know. Devin Booker, when you said that about Tatum, I, I automatically thought of Devin Booker. Devin Booker is the classic. He's still only 22. Like, Devin Booker's going to be 31, and people will be like, can you believe Devin Booker's still only 31? <laughs> you, know, you know what that is? That's Anthony Randolph syndrome. 
<laughs> yeah, except Devin Booker for whatever his faults are. All right, how old? How old? Better. Do not do not look this up. How old do you think Anthony Randolph is today? I have no idea. This is a great question. Guess because he's like I'm not going to look it up. He's I'm trying to I'm trying to now actually remember what year he came don't, into. You know what? I don't want you to think about it. I want you to just what does he feel like? Tell me what he feels like. Yeah, we won't judge. It's just thirty-two and is what he feels no one like. Thirty-two. You okay? Thirty-two. <laughs> Thirty. Thir- okay. You know what? I would have guessed higher if I didn't. Okay. He just turned thirty. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So did, he played one year at college, probably like one year at LSU. Yes. He's, I, I bet he was one of those guys who was like seventeen when he started college. Yeah, maybe. That's I think that's how Devin Booker was. I could, or he was like I could 18 and didn't turn. He was born July 15th, 89. That's crazy. Yeah, and he started college. Uh, he was 07, 08. So, no. No. That's not right. He's just, he just uh, is a perennially young person. I think, he was, uh, I think he was 26 for three years, I think is what it was. <laughs> That is, that is, that's bizarre. It also like now that we were talking about him, I, I didn't want to look up his basketball reference page while I was guessing his age, but now I've got it pulled up, and it also feels like longer ago than 2014 that he was out of the league. Yes, it does. It a hundred percent. Like it feels like it's like 2011 or something was the last time Anthony Randolph was around. I think it feels like 2003. <laughs> Before he was even in college, I think it feels like he 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 came up with like the Tim the Tim Hardaway Warriors teams, not the Monte Ellis ones. Are we gonna get? Is he playing overseas? Is he playing somewhere? Like he was playing in either the Philippines or China. Is there still one Anthony Randolph training camp left where people are like, oh, you never know the modern NBA, you know? <laughs> Is that, is that, is that your forever? impression of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, Anthony Randolph. It's, the game has changed. <laughs> it might suit him a little better. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm getting over here with the Isaiah Thomas signing. It's like I wrote I wrote a mailbag today, which you can you can go over to The Athletic and read there if you're a subscriber, or you can subscribe to The Athletic and check out this mailbag. But I wrote about – 50% off Labor Day sale, everybody. I was uh, – that's true. 50% off Labor Day sale. Go on and uh, get get it for 250 a month. So I wrote in there, and I, I, I saw a couple of the comments and people mentioning Isaiah Thomas that I should have written about Isaiah Thomas more. And it's like, man, I, Isaiah Thomas, like – I'm not sure where I stand on this. I think from the from the from the big basketball people, I think most people would agree with me on this. But here, are people who are like, "Yeah, the Wizards are trying to capture lightning in a bottle with the Isaiah Thomas signing." I don't think they were trying to capture lightning in a bottle. I don't think they really believe there's a there's a ton of lightning to be captured. I, I, Isaiah Thomas, the reason why he didn't play last year was not because. People talk about like, well, it just wasn't really a fit, and Denver was already good, and uh, you know they weren't going to disrupt what they had. It's like, no, he. They tried to disrupt what they had. They played him, and he wasn't good. And then they benched him, and that's why he didn't play. And he's been hurt, and he has a deteriorating hip, and that's why. It's like people, 
people get really excited about the name. And Isaiah Thomas, by all accounts, seems like uh, a really good dude. And that, I think, is a major reason why the Wizards brought him in. They want like his – they want his, his locker room character. And Tommy Shepard has said publicly that he wants somebody who was a great player, who went through a major injury – who can be there for John Wall and not just sympathize, but also empathize. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And he wants somebody the young guys can look at and be like, that is a real vet. That's a guy who goes about his business the right way. And they, they want that. Uh, but I don't like, they're not going to play him 25 minutes a game. Like I really don't, maybe every once in a while that'll happen, but he's not averaging that. Like, I don't, I don't think that's happening. So yeah, that's like, that's Anthony Randolph syndrome, right? It's like, we, yeah. we get that. Like, like I, I, I know you just love baseball. That's a, it's like JD Drew is the ultimate guy for this for me. Like JD Drew. I remember that name. I remember his name. Yeah. He was, he was the ultimate. I mean, he was much better than Anthony Randolph and, and Isaiah Thomas is a different kind of thing. Cause he got hurt, but JD Drew was always injury prone and he had some awesome years. Like he had a great year in Atlanta and he had some really good years in St. Louis, and uh, but but they were injury plagued, and he came up as a really top prospect. He had one year in St. Louis, I think it was one He was ridiculous, but he just like didn't play that many games, and he was just always hurt, and he was always a guy everybody wanted, and he was kind of this like analytics darling, you know. But it was just it always just kind of felt like he never quite reached where he could have like he was like a, a guy who was like a one-time all-star but it it felt like in like a different universe he could have been a 15-time all-star you know right right Isaiah Th- you know it's funny um I pulled up Isaiah Thomas while we're talking about him too because I was thinking I actually saw Isaiah Thomas play a really good game last year against the Thunder he had a great like little run and then I actually looked up the numbers and they're very much in line with what he did when he played, like in the in the games where he got minutes. He did score against the Thunder. He had 11 points in 15 minutes, and he was a minus eight while he was out there. And, like, that was a game that the, the Nuggets really controlled. And so while he was having a, a pretty good stretch of time in there, it was, the like, one of a very, very small stretch of time where he was – the team was actually getting outplayed. Yeah. I mean, I'm and I, like, I know a single game plus minus doesn't mean anything, but this is like, if you look at his numbers, this is what he did. He just came in. He's obviously on the bench. And so like, you don't know what a bench is going to be like, but they, he was like, you know, minus 10, minus eight, minus 11, whatever. Are you, are you going to like, how are you handling the world cup watching stuff? Because like with the time difference, it's just like, like, I really want to watch, I really want to watch Rui Hachimura and team Japan play on Sunday. The game is at four thirty in the freaking morning. It's like how, I'll probably what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah, well, I'm like a I'm an old school person who still has a like cable, um, so I guess mm-hmm. I can just record games and then watch them when but I get up. But they're just on like ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's uh, well, if they're on ESPN Plus, can't you just watch it after the fact? Is that a thing? Can I do that? I think so. You I'm, can't with like I'm other stuff. School. I don't know how the World Cup is going to work. I'm old school in that I don't even know how the yeah. streaming stuff this, works. This tells you how how what my level of interest is. The other thing, um, when you talk about like stuff you just forget about, like I, you mentioned Danilo Gallinari as a guy that you put in your uh, most improved. Danilo Gallinari is on Italy's team. I mean, like he's out there and, and like, he's a guy who I'm interested in seeing. And I just totally forgot about it until you mentioned his name. There you go. Um, because you know, what's funny. You said like, you, you'll, you'll stand up for your most improved vote on Gallinari. I didn't have a vote 
in the awards this year, but since he got traded to the Thunder, I've I've kind of you know dug into his numbers a little bit last year. I knew he had a great year. I saw him play, and he was great. But like statistically, whoa! Like he was great last year. He was really good. He was unreal last year. Yeah, like even like stuff like his pick and roll numbers, like his pick and roll ball handling numbers and stuff like that. It's outrageous how good he was. Oh, I know. He was the best player on the Clippers last year. Even yeah. If Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris was conventionally known as the best player on the Clippers until he got traded. Maybe Lou Williams. If you did like a Twitter poll of just random NBA Twitter people and you put Tobias Harris, Neil Gallinari, and Lou Williams, who's the best player on the Clippers, and you sent out that poll on like January 1st, when Gallinari was really having the same caliber year that he finished with, he was consistently having that good of year all along, Gallinari would have finished third on that poll. Yeah, that's probably right. And I believe he should have been first. Yeah, and Gallinari, who who has had a long, like obviously he's had a lot of injuries. He's played on some. I mean, you know, he played for the Knicks, so he obviously has played on some irrelevant teams. But like he's he he's had a good career. But that's the best year of his career at this stage of his life. He had the best year he's ever had in the NBA. Well, yeah, that's that's why I put him on MIP. I didn't put him on all league, and I didn't put him on my MVP ballot, but I put him on MIP. That's like that's like what MIP is to me. It's like the dude, yeah, I voted for Siakam in his third year, but it's like it's the dude who, uh, who you know, is like has been around forever, and he really just made a leap, a genuine, true leap, like Oladipo yeah. winning last year, same thing. So yeah, any anything else? World Cup wise, not that we're uh, like, not that we're like doing anything. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I too am uh, really interested in Hachimura. Like, I just want to see him. Um, he's a guy I kind of liked uh, last year at Gonzaga in the few few times that I watched him. I had him – I did a couple of those. I did at least one mock draft where I had to – I was, like, assigned a team uh, on, like, a, uh, a website – somebody's podcast. And uh, I picked him with my draft pick, which I think was actually lower than he ended up going because I think I had him going to Charlotte. Um but I like him. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see him, and the, the playing for that team will be kind of fun. Yeah, he he was really good in the friendlies. Yeah, I saw a couple. I saw some highlights and just some stats. I didn't uh, I didn't watch any of those, obviously. He was and he was really good in a friendlies. Is a thing that I've only said about people on random trivia nights. <laughs> God, the that's, friendlies. That's such a bad joke. It's such a bad joke. Friendly's is a is like an Applebee's type restaurant. Oh yeah, that's so, right. It's a really you know it's a really good joke when it comes thirty one minutes in the podcast that was never supposed to happen, and then you explain and, it when you're done, and you have to explain it. Yeah, yeah you yeah, would have yeah. had to explain jokes to Tony Jones. It would have been much crisper. Well, you know why? You know why it would have been so. You know what wouldn't have been crisp? The connection on Tony's cell phone after he downloaded the Skype app. That's true. Wouldn't have been crisp at all. All right. I really hope Tony listens to this. My God, I hope he listens to this. Hopefully, people will remind him uh, on Twitter that he should <laughs> listen to it. I hope. Um, plug that the... is that is again uh, at T Jones on the NBA. <laughs> Brett does great work at the Athletic. Uh, Brett, plug your plug your stuff before we finish. Uh, 
You can follow me at uh, B Dawson Writes, W R I T E S, on Twitter. Um, we got a Billy Donovan story up today that was or uh, went up yesterday, but it is still up today. Um, and if you're a Thunder fan listening to this, I'm doing a mailbag next week, so uh, follow the link on my Twitter and ask me some questions. Great. I decided to just be really honest with my mailbag. Be like the reason writers do mailbag. Tell the secret that we never want to tell readers. The reason we do mailbags is because we don't want to think of topics of our own. So we're like, tell us topics. Yes, it's August. It's August and topics are hard to come up with. And I actually, it is actually valuable. Like it's valuable to know what, 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 like what are are readers thinking about? Because they're thinking about the stories in different ways than we are. So I'm interested to know. So ask questions. Uh, But yes, I absolutely do it because I don't have other stuff to do. It's like, there's only so many ways I can write. How long until they trade Chris Paul? And I enjoy reading them. I used to love, not used to love, but like, but like, not that I don't now, but like when I was in like high school, when Bill Simmons came out with a mailbag, oh my God, that was like an event for me. It was like, like people would be like, you want to get pizza after school? I'd be like, I can't. Bill Simmons has a mailbag. I got to go home. Like that was what it was. There's some kid leaving school this week at, you know, at a D.C. public school, and his friends are like, hey, you want to go get some pizza at name of Washington, D.C. pizza place? And he says, no, man, Fred Katz has got this mailbag. More, more likely, and then, they say. And they're, probably, and they're like, read it on your phone, dork. Let's go get some pizza. You can read it like yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That really dates going my home, age. You're going home to get on your – Going home to get on your desktop to read that's, that. Uh, that's why. That's why. That's why Tony couldn't make the podcast. Actually, he was so excited <laughs> reading the mailbag. He's like, and, and he only stop. has a desktop computer. Yeah, he just wasn't at a desktop computer, so he has no capacity. <laughs> All right. Sub- subscribe to Wizards After Dark. Uh. And when you do, don't expect there to be an episode at any point in the next two weeks because I will be on vacation and having a great time and uh, probably staying away from social media a lot because it's just killing me lately. I, I, I responded to somebody on Twitter the other day who was really annoying me, and I just responded, you just seem like the worst. And I was like, I've got to get away from this app. Yeah, like, this is yeah, just that's this probably is, this. Hey, I killing me. In my defense, this guy really seemed like the worst. Uh, I had that's a good defense. Yeah. That's the best defense, really. Uh, I was right. That's in my defense. I'm correct. Yeah. That is a really good, uh, really good defense. Because I had we all one know quick Twitter the issue. There is accuracy. I had one quick Twitter question, um, because I'm a little unclear on this topic. Do you care about Devin Booker being double teamed in a pickup game? Oh and the God. resulting conversation. I, I truly don't. I Good. truly Noted. don't care. I truly don't care. No, that was unclear. I was, it was vague. You've been pretty vague on that subject. As I said on this podcast last week, I am actually passionate about how little I care. The only thing I care is to express how little that I actually care. That's good. Yeah. I, I I just don't care. Yeah, I don't care about Devin Booker in an open gym. I don't care about Devin Booker getting quintuple teamed. Yeah. Uh, all I know all is I that Devin about, Booker is 22. 
22 years old. That's all I care about with Devin Booker. He's 22, you guys. Only 22. The, the twos are double-teaming his age. Unbelievable, he's only 22. He's been in the league for 17 years. It's incredible. 22, and he still can't handle a double team. <laughs> All right, Act so like you're 23, Devin Booker. <laughs> subscribe to Wizards After Dark. Uh, like I said, if I find a guest host or if there is a guest host or if I deem worthy a guest host, then uh, that will just pop up. If you subscribe to the podcast, give us five stars on iTunes. Like I say every single week, that helps a lot more than you would guess. Helps a lot more than I would guess. Don't ask me to explain it. I don't understand how iTunes works. I just know that it helps. Leave a review. Uh, like I said, that that helps. Uh, I'll be back in the middle of September. I'm back from vacation on September 17th, so I'll record another podcast again at some point within – you know, a day or two, September 17th, 18th, 19th, something like that. Shortly after coming back, I will podcast, I will have a guest, and I will talk to you guys then.